Hey, welcome to Life According to God, where we have conversations revolving around the many colorful characters in the Bible and how God's influence shaped their lives, their families, and their societies. My prayer is that as you listen, you will glean one or two powerful ideas that will transform your own life too. This is Olaomi Brigway, your host. This is Allow Me and welcome to episode 5 of the Ruth series. On this episode, I'm going to focus on Ruth chapter 3 verses 1 to 9. So let's get straight into it. It says in verse 1, one day Naomi said to Ruth. Now let me pause there. To give you a bit of context, in the previous episode, we saw that Ruth had connected with Boaz and Boaz had gone ahead to show her tremendous hospitality and kindness because he himself had heard about how hospitable and kind Ruth was or had been to her mother-in-law, Naomi. And Boaz had invited her to stay in his field and continue to get as much food as she needed for the entire harvest season. So when he opens up in Ruth chapter 3 verse 1 and it says, One day Naomi said to Ruth, it means that things had continued as normal. Ruth had continued to benefit from his hospitality. So Naomi said to Ruth, My daughter, it's time that I found a permanent home for you so that you will be provided for. Naomi then goes on to tell her what that plan was, which was for her to be redeemed by Boaz or to be married to Boaz. The first powerful idea that I see here is sometimes when our season comes, we don't always see it or perceive it for ourselves. It took Naomi to recognize when the season came for Ruth to be married to Boaz. If you remember in the story of Esther and Mordecai, when Mordecai approached Esther about rising up to fulfill the role that God had called her to, Esther did not at first recognize it. It took Mordecai realizing that, oh, Esther, I believe this was actually the reason why you were placed here for such a time as this. Another example is when Jesus was going to start his miracles and his mother approached him and said, they've run out of wine. He said, oh, woman, don't trouble me. My time has not yet come. But actually, if what he was saying was the fact, he would not have gotten up and turned water into wine. So he took his mother to recognize that this is your season. Now get up and enter into it. So my first powerful idea is this, to recognize that there will be times when you may not immediately see something that is right in front of you. And God may use people that are positioned in your life to 
tell you or open your eyes or at least bring your attention to something that you may be completely blind to. And that's also why it is important for us to have people in our lives that are mentors or coaches that can open our eyes to things that we may be blind to. The same way Mary was to Jesus, Mordecai was to Esther, and Naomi was to Ruth. Simply because you don't think it's time does not mean it's not time. You may need someone to bring your attention to the fact that it's your season to get up and do something regarding the situation. And if we are not open-minded enough to be able to receive counsel from people, then we may actually be missing out on opportunities. Now, that does not necessarily mean that we are led from the outside in. No, the Bible teaches us that we're led from the inside out by the Holy Spirit inside us. However, when somebody says something or brings something to our attention that you may not have been aware of before, something inside you, if it's truly what God will have you do, just gets ignited like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. But as soon as you said it, something sparked inside me. So we should always open up ourselves to those kind of counsels and at least receive it long enough to be able to check within yourself and in prayer with God if it's something that you're meant to proceed with. Okay, so let's move on. It says in verse three that Naomi said, do as I tell you, take a bath, put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. So she basically started to give her very specific instructions about how to snap up (laughs) this man called Boaz. Now, what I see here, I've already mentioned the importance of having mentors and coaches in our lives. But what I see here, which is leading me to my second powerful idea is this. If you remember in Ruth chapter one, that it was the same Naomi that was adamant and tried her best to convince Ruth that she wasn't supposed to accompany her back to Judah. She tried to convince her to return to her own people because she felt that she had nothing to offer Ruth. But Ruth knew within herself that this was something she was supposed to do, regardless of how bleak the situation and the future might be. So Naomi, quote and unquote, her mentor was directing her to do something. Ruth knew within herself that, no, that's not what I'm supposed to do. And she decided to go against it. Fast forward to now what we're talking about, where Naomi comes back and then says, Now is the time for you to go and get married to Boaz. For someone that had gotten it so wrong the first time round, Ruth could have very easily said, you've come again, oh, this woman. Always trying to make me do things that seem a little bit out of the ordinary. She could have very easily dismissed it because Naomi got it wrong the first time. What am I saying? There are people that have been positioned in your life that whether they are the best mentors that you have, they could be the people that love it with all their hearts, they will get it wrong sometimes. And just because they were asking you or directing you or advising you to do something that you knew within yourself wasn't right and you didn't go with their instruction or their advice does not mean that a new season will come where God will actually put the right words in their mouth to lead you forward. So it's that humility to understand that we're all human. Naomi wanted what was best for Ruth, but she was speaking from a place of emotions and short-sightedness. And that was why she was trying to advise her to go back to her own people. Now in this new season, it is understanding that yes, 
If God is speaking through this woman, then I need to be able to listen and humble myself. So my second powerful idea is this. People are fallible. They are driven by emotions, but we cannot completely discount the advice that we receive, particularly from people that God has placed and positioned in our lives as authority over us. No matter how much somebody loves you and wants the best for you, because they are human, they may not always get it right. For example, Peter loved Jesus so much. He dedicated his life to serving him. But there came a time when he spoke out of emotions and he was inspired by Satan to resist Jesus when Jesus was talking about going to the cross. Notice that Jesus did not then say to Peter after that, I'm not hearing anything from you again. You were trying to stop me from going to the cross. There's nothing good coming out of your mouth again. No, he brushed it aside and said, no, that's not the counsel of God. And he moved forward and he continued to walk with Peter as if that didn't happen. This is the second powerful idea that I'm taking from this passage. Okay. Now moving on to my third powerful idea, Ruth took Naomi's advice and did exactly what she asked her to do. He says in Ruth chapter three, verse eight, that around midnight, Boaz suddenly woke up and turned over. He was surprised to find a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? He asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she replied. Spread the corner of your covering over me for you are my family redeemer. Oh, I just love that. With women, we have a tendency not to ask for what we want. We have a tendency to shrink back and not be bold enough or have the courage to ask, for example, for that promotion at work, to ask for that increase in salary, to speak our mind and really verbalize what we have been thinking and thinking and thinking and ruminating about for weeks, months, or even years. But Ruth had the courage to not only lie down at the feet of Boaz, but to say, guy, come and marry me. (laughs) I mean, what kind of boldness or courage is that? Now, it's not immediately clear from that passage whether it was the norm for a woman to just go to a man and say, you are my family redeemer, come and redeem me and marry me. We don't know that for sure. However, whether it was the norm or it was not the norm, it was still an act of courage. Remember that Ruth was not even an Israelite. And just because Boaz had been kind to her did not necessarily mean that he would automatically want to take it to the next level, which was to have a Moabite wife. There's a difference between being kind to a Moabite woman and giving her some wheat so that she doesn't starve and actually marrying her. It was a huge leap and she was not afraid to take that leap. My third powerful idea is this. When the Holy Spirit begins to speak to us, when he begins to prompt us, when he sends people into our life to show us what we ought to do next, and we have that conviction within us that this is something God is asking us to do, no matter how scary it looks, no matter how embarrassing or humiliating the outcome may look like, we should have the courage and the boldness to get up and do it anyway. Because in those kind of actions, there's always a quantum leap involved. So those are my three powerful ideas from today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed them. We will continue in the next episode. See you then. <music>